Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. For this Monday, December the 27th, 2021, thank you for listening to AFR. Joining me in studio is Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Good morning. Good morning. Good to be here. And Steve Jordahl. I am. Good morning. So it's just the three of us, folks, for the next hour and 25 minutes. Uh, Alex just pointing would... out that we're the ones that decided to work for a living for yeah. you. <laughs> well, or we didn't save our vacation days, <laughs> right? Uh, we got Dr. Alex McFarland will be with us at the bottom of the hour. So we look forward to talking to Alex. He's going to talk about how wokeism is a threat to the church. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alex, uh, Alex, as much as anybody studies, follows the trends and uh, so forth in the uh, church in America, mm-hmm. Christian church, uh, in particular the, uh, the evangelical church, uh, part of the branch of the church. So we'll talk to him about wokeism that's coming up at the bottom of the hour. And uh, so we look forward to that. Hope everybody had a Great Christmas break, Fred. A Merry Christmas. It was wonderful. And this part of the world, somebody told us that uh, at our devotion that we have every morning to open up our day of business here. Yeah, I kind of laid out in the sun on Christmas Day. <laughs> hey, uh, across much of the uh, southwest and south on Christmas Day, it was like 75 degrees. Uh, it was really, Crazy. really nice. Listen, I know there are a lot of people who don't like it but i for one like global warming you know i just i'm sorry i'm I'm a fan i'm a secret fan yeah the body Um, works you know well in 70 degree temperatures yes yes Uh, i'd rather have warming than freezing to death Mm -hmm. Uh, all right listen uh the the, you know while much of the country uh experienced warmer than normal weather during on christmas day and and still even now Mm -hmm. uh, i was looking ahead to we here in in the Tupelo area, we'll be warm till Wednesday, and then, but but uh, uh, a lot of folks on the West Coast and the Northern Plains, yes, are getting hit with heavy, heavy snow. Right, Fred? Seattle got hit hard. Uh, you've probably seen pictures. A big snowstorm came ashore there, and then plunging temperatures as you come in over the Rockies there, like places like Denver and uh, and then in Wyoming, we're talking teens uh, temperatures. Just yeah. freezing. So yeah. what a contrast. You know, I was I was looking I, I, I like to I'm I'm into airplanes. Yeah. And I have this piece of software on my phone called Flight Aware. So I can track the planes that go over my house. Yeah. There's a plane went over my house uh yesterday or the day before, and I I looked at it. It had started out in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, uh WestJet. It was minus 15 Fahrenheit when those people got on the plane. It was going to Fort Lauderdale. And I looked at the temperature when they were going to arrive in Fort Lauderdale. It was going to be 79 degrees. They went from minus 15 to 79 degrees. That's about a 90, that's over 90 degrees. How do you dress yeah. for that flight? Well, <laughs> that's that's the first, we, we discussed that at the house, you know, we said, okay, did they come to the airport in no. shorts, or did they have parkas on? Which they, they right there, 
It's some smart Canadians. <laughs> is all I got to say. Good night. Are you kidding? That that kind of drastic change? Wow. Over ninety degree temperature difference in mm. five hours. Mm. All right. Well, again, thanks for listening. If you want to join us on uh, the internet, go to Facebook or YouTube and type in today's issues. Just type in today's issues on a uh, for American Family Radio, and you can watch us on the internet, Facebook or YouTube. Hey, you, I wanted. To, you did mention something about your back home in Nova Scotia, where you grew up. Oh yes, I talked talked to my sister. What's going on there in Nova Scotia? Yep. I said, you know, I'm well aware they've had a lot of COVID restrictions, and the COVID restrictions are still in place. Every time there's a new wave, as we're experiencing now, they bring back these what I would call draconian right. conditions. Right. So anyway, the conditions over Christmas there in Nova Scotia were, among other things. If you're going to have family into your house, you're only allowed a maximum of 10 people. All okay. Right? 10 people. All right. Now, there was an exception made if there happened to be a funeral in the family. You could have 30 people in one room. Mm-hmm. All right. So 10 and 30. Okay. So I, I was texting with my sister. as how, How's that working? Well, she said, we're having a lot of turkey funerals. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of turkey funerals. So I hope you get it, folks. <laughs> they're they're having turkey for Christmas dinner. In Nova dinner. Scotia, they're having just an, just uh, they they just uh, revere the turkey. Yes, revere uh, that turkey. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're going to have turkey funerals. Turkey funerals. But I bet they didn't cream. Uh, they did kind of cream at the turkeys, didn't they? A little bit. Uh, a little bit. Yes. <laughs> no, they stuffed it. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> oh my word! Well. We hope, as I said, everybody had a great Christmas and uh, uh, New Year's celebration. Looking forward to that. Are they going to have the Times Square ball drop? They're limiting it to like a tiny number of people. Normally, there's tens of thousands. Yeah. But, uh, you know, de Blasio of New York has decided they're going to limit. So I don't know who, if they're having a lottery as to who can show up. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. There's, There's a tiny number of people are allowed to go and witness the uh, I don't, the ball that's that's more trouble than it's worth i would just either have it or don't i wouldn't yeah. uh, what are they gonna do shut off city blocks and then count one two three raise your hand i don't know <laughs> huh? how that's gonna work but it's you know it's another de blasio in new york well you know this uh, omicron uh variant mm-hmm. which i had last week but i had no symptoms my wife had it she did have symptoms uh, it's just spreading like wildfire and it's basically just a cold so I don't know. I don't know why everybody's freaking out. No, and South Africa is the experience. You know, we can look at what happened there three months ago. Yeah, I had a beginning of a rise. It rose very quickly. The incidence of yeah. of, of, of the uh, the variant, mm. and then it dropped. It just has dropped off dramatically. You know what? We just need to quit testing so much. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Just we need to quit testing so much. I just think it's just. Uh, well, I tell you what, this, the Delta variant, which was last summer, mm-hmm. right. Uh, and the, and the original, uh, COVID-19, um, was more severe in its effects of more people it's attacking the lungs of, of a lot of people, which that's when it gets dangerous with this one. And I'm talking generally here, folks. Uh, you know, I'm not a doctor or scientist. Uh, 
but uh, what what you have here generally is a just a nasal area infection. It's a, basically what amounts to a cold. For some people, flu-like symptoms, but nothing but not, but nothing dangerous where it's going to the you know you got to go to the hospital or mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying or be put on a vent or anything like from the from the Omicron uh, excuse me uh, um, Omicron that uh, variant. So uh, so I, I, that's why I'm saying people are freaking out. Uh, with this, these restrictions um, on something that's very mild. Yeah. So, well, and and uh, in New York today, unvaccinated workers, uh, the ban takes uh, takes effect there. That they're what are they going to do to them? Is this the state of New York, the city of New York? This or is what? This New York City, and New York City. That, according to the rule that took effect today, if you're working uh, in a store, a restaurant, whatever the case may be, a business that they're going to start checking to see if the employee is vaccinated. If the employer allows an unvaccinated employee in, they could be fined. Uh, but the vaccine, quote, is not stopping the the uh, the COVID at all. No. Seem to be. no. And they keep calling them breakthrough cases, and I'm going, quit calling them breakthrough cases. They're just... There are cases where the uh, shots are no longer working. Yeah. You know what? Natural immunity also is not working against the Omicron. So uh, far, it's worked for me. Although now, I, I have to say... Uh, hold on just a second. Excuse me. <clears throat> yes, <laughs> but you may not know that you've had it. Omicron? Omicron. Yeah, I because because well, that, like forty percent of people have no symptoms whatsoever, yeah. mm-hmm. and this is spreading like wildfire. What I'm saying is that uh, I already had uh, COVID last year again with no symptoms, but uh, I, I'm I'm hearing and reading, mm-hmm. and people telling me that the natural immunities uh, are not uh, stopping the latest variant uh, but it may have stopped you but there's no way to prove you know what's really frustrating about this Uh, two things first of all i have family member i have a family member who's rather elderly and is very sick with covid right now and i don't know which where do they live uh tennessee okay and i don't don't know whether it's the delta or the other one uh no but the the whole house of seven or eight all got whatever it is consecutively Last couple of days, for most of them, it was a bad cold. Um, and but for this one person, it, did they go to the hospital? They're going today. Okay. I don't yeah. know. I don't know whether they're going to be admitted or what they're right. going to do. But right. the other thing, though, that's frustrating about this is to me is that because all indications do uh, point to what you're saying, which is this is a, a mild variant and everything. But you know what they're going to say? Fauci and all the rest of them are going to say, "Well, you see." You got vaccinated, so now it was mild. They're going to take credit for that and say that it's their. That's why it's mild because they. Well, that are, may or may not be true. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. That may or may not you be true. I, it, I don't. I don't know how you prove it exactly, but. Um. Listen, uh, Fauci is. Uh, he is the believer, uh, believer at least in control. Uh, he was interviewed on the weekend. I think it was ABC's this week uh, yesterday. I want you to listen to what he is now suggesting about masks on airplanes and also to get aboard an airplane. Cut number one. A vaccine requirement for a person getting on the plane is just another level of 
getting people to have a mechanism that would spur them to get vaccinated. Namely, you can't get on a plane unless you're vaccinated, which is just another one of the ways of getting requirements, whatever that might be. So, I mean, anything that could get uh, people more vaccinated would be welcome. But with regard to the spread of virus in the country, I mean, I think if you look at wearing a mask and the filtration on, on planes, things are reasonably safe. We want to make sure people keep their masks on. I think the idea of taking masks off, in my mind, is, is really not something we should even be considering. So two things, yeah, because I, I guess the CEOs of two uh, airline companies have suggested maybe it's time to get rid of the mask mandate. But did you hear what he said? The other thing he said, maybe what we could do is force anybody who wants to fly on a domestic flight in other words, from point to point in the United States, they must have been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Mandatory vaccination for domestic flights. And, and, and if you listen to him, he says, this is another way to force people to get what we want them to do. Because he says on a plane is relatively safe. So it's not about the, the virus on the plane. It's about mandates. It's about mandates. Yeah, and the ventilation systems on the airplane are almost better than being outside. I mean, mm-hmm. if you read about them. Yep. So that's what the airline CEOs are saying. At least two of them. I forgot which ones it was. American, maybe? Southwest, for sure. American and Southwest basically saying it's unnecessary. Mm. And also, they're tired of of policing this thing. Yes. Talking about this, the flight attendants who are supposed to be handing out peanuts and coffee. Yeah. You know, they're, they're the mask police now. and uh, Breaking up fights. Yeah, people are getting testy, uh, you know, with one another over the whole thing. So they're they they just want to do away with the with the mask mandate. But no, Dr. Fauci wants to go the other way. He wants to force you to have a COVID shot in order to get on an airplane. Just more control uh, over people's lives. Yeah, and he's almost giddy about it. Let, yeah. Let's let's come up with ways to force people to get vaccinated. Yeah. When are they going to, they're going, they, by they, I mean the CDC, and they're going to have to, seems to me, in the next day or two, or at least next few days, they're going to have to re, officially redefine what it means to be vaccinated. Oh, yeah. Because, and that's going to put, is there any way around that? Or have they already done that? I don't think they oh, have. Did well, I miss that? No, they're moving in that direction, though, Tim. And now the Israelis are saying we need not now start testing for uh, another booster. I mean, yeah. they can, they can, the, the government can define fully vaccinated any way it wants. And that's where it's headed. Two shots plus a booster, plus a booster, plus a booster. It's just going to go on and on. Yeah. Yeah. Here's uh, and we've talked about this before, but the reason I bring this up, when the CDC with and and then the White House will reaffirm this, mm. or they will make it official. <clears throat> when they redefine what it means to be fully vaccinated, which would mean a booster shot in the last couple of months, right? Mm-hmm. Then that's going to throw millions and millions and millions of Americans who are defined right now as fully vaccinated 
mm-hmm. that's going to throw them in the uh, category of not being vaxxed, that's right? right? That's right. So when you do that, then they're going to fall under the uh, mandate, which, by the way, I think will be ruled unconstitutional in the coming weeks, but that's just for right now, let's say it's, uh, you know, this is what Biden wants to do is force the with the mandates and so forth. And others, companies, not just the uh, federal government through the president's edict, but uh, that's going to throw a whole new, um, that's going to throw millions and millions and millions of more Americans who maybe got the shots last spring and last summer, but have thus far decided, no, I'm not going to get boosters. So uh, I think personally, this is why they're hesitating on making that call. That by they, I mean the White House and the CDC to say what is fully vaxxed because they know that's going to create more chaos for more people. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. More chaos for more people and more companies if they if they do that. Well, and you're starting to see more and more stories with, and I'm looking at a headline here from Fox News over the weekend, U.S. Navy warship remains in port after COVID-19 breaks out among 100% immunized crew. So, That's what I mean. They're not breakthrough cases anymore. No. Quit calling them breakthrough cases. They're just the fact that this latest variant is not stopped at all by the COVID shots, by the by the by the vaccine shots. They're just not. Now maybe the next variant will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one is not being stopped at all. So quit calling them breakthrough cases. And for goodness sakes, please stop calling it a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Right, 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 right. Yes. Everybody knows that's not true anymore. That's right. Including Jen Psaki, mm-hmm. who's the uh, public spokesperson for the president, who who has probably been uh, had 17 shots of vaccination mm-hmm. in her bloodstream. I'm exaggerating, but she's, she's, quote, fully vaxxed, and she had a breakthrough case, right? Yes. As they call it, about a month ago or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, so just admit that the... Uh, you know this variant here, this latest variant, which thank God is mild for the for, for the vast majority of people, uh, is is not being stopped by doesn't seem to me being stopped by anything. And quite and uh, by the way, let's review the uh, criticisms from last summer, lest we forget. Uh, you remember when Governor Ron DeSantis and other Southern governors were called leaders of a death cult mm-hmm. because the COVID was spreading all over the South, uh, Southern states last summer. Uh, it was the Delta variant. And because these uh, most of these governors wouldn't go back into lockdowns and face mask mandates and all this stuff that we had with the original COVID-19 in the spring of 2020, uh, the... Uh, Liberal media elite and and others uh, know it alls uh, in basically in the Northeast, right? In the New York media, New York Washington media, they were saying, "Look at those yahoos down there in the South. They're just they don't they don't even uh, believe in science and don't want to stop the you know don't want to stop the COVID spread like like we do here in in our part of the country." Well, now guess what? Mm-hmm. Guess what? tables have turned yep. and the COVID variant 
latest COVID variant is spreading like wildfire all over New England and other uh, states in the northern part of the country that were unaffected, at least initially, by the Delta variant. So now you're not hearing uh, northern, uh, northeastern governors being called leaders of a death cult. No. Like they did the the Governor DeSantis and others. Worth noting that even last summer when they were calling them the death cult, you could not tell a difference statistically between the infections in the red states and the blue states. No, you know why? Because there's not anything a governor can do to stop the spread of COVID. Turns out freedom's very healthy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there's just not. Have we not learned this? You can't do, a, a, nor can a president do anything, despite Biden saying he was going to shut down COVID. Mm-hmm. Of course, he was only doing that to, uh, we now know, he was only saying that so he could pile on Trump. Yeah. To say Trump caused the deaths of Americans, and I have a plan. Remember that? I have a plan to shut down the virus. Well, now, as it turns out, he didn't have squat. Huh? He was just wanting to say, I can do it. Trump wouldn't. Trump couldn't do it. And now we know that he can't do it either. No. Nope. Biden nope. can't do it. No. Nope. You're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network, Tim, Fred, and Steve. Uh, so can we, can we just put to rest this whole criticism of this governor or that governor or, you know, being able to manage a virus? That's it exactly. And I mean, what we're seeing as as time unfolds, as you're pointing out, Tim, is that Biden is having to eat his words. If we had a a decent journalism community in this country, and if they all we're asking the journalism in this country, the New York Times and others, is to treat Joe Biden like they did Donald Trump. Amen. That's all. Amen. Just Um, be fair. Okay. Biden said... To review, Biden said when he was uh, running against then President Trump, he said it. He, he cited the number of deaths from COVID, which was at the time I think two hundred eighty-five thousand or something. And Biden said if if any president has this number of deaths on his watch, should resign mm. because they're not they're not they're not worthy of being the president. Well, now we have more deaths attributed to COVID under Biden than we did under Trump. Yes. I don't see Biden resigning. No. Uh, and when he was asked about this the other day by, w- w- by a reporter who actually <laughs> had the, had the uh, integrity to ask, mm-hmm. but it surprised Biden because Biden was getting ready to get on Marine One and he was sort of just doing a couple of questions from the media, which he rarely does, and his handlers won't let him do it because they're afraid of what he might answer Yes, and how he might answer. But he was asked about this, and in response to this, he, they said, do you bear any responsibility? Mm-hmm. You know, because you, he said that Trump bared all the responsibility, right? Right. They said, do you bear any responsibility for the deaths happened on your watch or holding China accountable for the spread for the uh, you know creating COVID <clears throat> and all he did was walk away and smirk yeah you remember that yeah oh yeah in other words I'm not going to answer that 
basically he was saying I can't answer it. That's right. I'm, and so I'm not gonna I'm not going to. And I know that nobody else is probably going to ask me about this because the liberal media is friendly to Biden that they don't they want to protect him, so they treat him with kid gloves for That's the most right. part. That's right. All right. Uh, we shall return momentarily with more of today's issues. Dr. Alex McFarland will come be coming up in just a couple of minutes. Stay with us. As the listener-supported broadcast ministry of American Family Association, our mission is to encourage and inform you, employing biblical stewardship principles in all that we do. Our money is not ours, it is God's. If we have to be biblically responsible to be a true follower of Christ. As you prepare your year-end charitable giving for 2021, please consider American Family Radio for your gift. This is Walker Wildman saying thank you for listening and for your prayers and support of American Family Radio. A vacation with a purpose. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. That's what some of our folks have called our spiritual heritage tours, which we're going to be doing again in 2022. Let me tell you what we do. We go on a trip to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. We see early American history there. And then we go to Washington, D.C. and George Washington's Mount Vernon on a separate tour. We do these in June and September. They're perfect weather months in that part of the country. Stephen McDowell, who is a historian and author of America's Providential History, he will be our expert on the trip. So we'll have a historian joining us on these tours. It's going to be a wonderful time together in our nation's capital and in Colonial Williamsburg in 2022. June and September. If you want to go, go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. Are you looking for a university that provides a quality Christian education with excellent academic and athletic programs? Well, I want to invite you to visit Liberty University, where they offer multiple visiting opportunities to fit your schedule. Plan a visit to their Central Virginia campus and stay for an afternoon, a day, or an entire weekend. You can also take a virtual tour from the comfort of your own home. Plan your visit today by texting "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Again, that's "Go Visit" to the number 49596. When the Atlanta Braves won the big game, fans celebrated at the hottest restaurant in town, Waffle House. Teenager Andrew Mack and his buddy showed up at the Waffle House in Cherokee County. Turns out just about the rest of the county did too. The place was literally overrun by hungry fans. Three of the diner's five workers failed to show up that night, leaving only a waitress and the fry cook. Now, most people would have gotten back into their pickup trucks and found another place, but not Andrew. The teenager and his buddies stepped up to the plate, taking orders, sweeping floors, bussing tables, and washing dishes. The Cherokee County Commission got wind of what the boys had done. They issued a special proclamation for the team players who came out of the bullpen and saved the game, or in this case, the waffles. Andrew shrugged off the accolades, says he did what he was raised by his mama to do. That's how things work in the South. I'm Todd Stearns. Too busy to catch your favorite shows on the radio? Have no fear, because the AFR app is here. Download the app to have access to live broadcast, music streaming, as well as each podcast. Whether you're at work, at home, or on the go, it's easy to listen to AFR. The AFR app is available 
not only for Apple and Android users, but also on Amazon Alexa and Roku. Download the AFR app today at AFR.net. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 1 Peter 1.3 American Family Radio This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim Wildman here with Fred Jackson and Steve Jordahl. Uh, Evan Tagliano still works here. He just, uh, he like will be, he'll be back Friday maybe for today's, for trivia. But the Ed always saves his vacation time for the end of the year. Hmm. So we don't like, we don't see him for like two or three weeks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but he is. Uh, and you know, he took time off to watch hockey. Yeah. And then the NHL uh, cancels all the games. Yeah, I felt bad for him on that one. What does he do with all this, all this extra time that he's got? He huh? probably goes back and watches old Rewind, reruns Boston of old Bruins, Boston Bruins heydays. Or yeah, what's the days? What's the opposite of snowbird? If if the northern uh, northerners are coming down south for the winter, right. what's, a, what's a southerner like uh, him do? Is he going back to Boston? Uh, no, I don't think he's going back to Boston. <laughs> no. No, not this time of the year. I, I can't do a Boston <laughs> accent. I shouldn't even try. Um, all right, we want to welcome to our program Dr. Alex McFarland, no stranger to listeners to American Family Radio, co-host of Exploring the Word each afternoon, weekday afternoon on American Family Radio with Bert Harper. How you doing, Alex? I'm doing great, guys. Good to be with you. Good to be with you. What was your... Uh, did any of your gifts or presents that you receive uh, for a Christmas stand out? Uh, got a pair of Levi's and uh, a couple of books. But the best part, uh, the best part of Christmas was my sister and her husband and family came down from Virginia and spent Christmas Eve at our house. And we th- that was probably the la- the first time we had all been under one roof on Christmas Eve in thirty years. Oh wow. Very nice. It, it was a great family Christmas. It really was. Good. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Warm, warm there in North Carolina too, right? It was. But you know what we did on Christmas Eve? Now, we got home. We went to church and uh, went to a Christmas Eve service. We started playing Monopoly <laughs> at 1030. There's some, oh, wow. some baby boomers right here. And huh? at 3.09 a.m. Oh, my gosh. It, I said, you know, it's the Lord's birthday, and here we're playing a game that brings out materialism and carnality in all of us. And how did you do, Alex? In that You're right. Did you, game? did you win? Um, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, whoever gets boardwalk. Park Place. Right. It's hard to beat that. Yeah, you got to. Uh, yeah, everybody wants the, the the green ones and Boardwalk and Park Place. That's but, right. Uh, I haven't anyway. played Monopoly in years. I just know that when me and my <laughs> me and my buddies used to play when we were seven, eight, nine years old, mm-hmm. we we would do like Alex is telling. We, we would you know on Friday night we'd have a sleepover <laughs> and we'd we'd stay up till two or three in the morning. 
play a monopoly. And the thing about it is, uh, you would be you would you would be ready to close out the game after an hour and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you would look over at your friend. You go, he, man, he's got nothing. I, I'm gonna have to loan him some money here. Yeah. So. You 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 give him a couple of properties, or you loan yeah. him some loan. You write down an IOU. It only continues the game. I, I, I was say, <laughs> it only makes the game go on for another three more hours. I love, I Do we need love, to re- rehearse what the point of the game is? <laughs> I used to love to play Monopoly, and and as the game went on through the night, I, I like to form consortiums. <laughs> yes, yes, alliances, alliances. Oh, and, and then the person who didn't make it into the alliance, right. would get really right. upset. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were like a media. You were like a business mogul. Yes. Yeah, with your uh, huh? Yeah, it, oh. it was a lot of fun. Oh my! God. Survivor <laughs> Monopoly edition. <laughs> That's right. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. That that, that that expression still goes on today, doesn't it? That's right. Hey, hey, can I throw something out here, though? But um, And tell me if I'm reading too much into this, guys. So, you know, on Christmas Eve, if you're watching TV, they'll show Santa Claus on the radar. And they'll say, you know, Santa Claus is crossing Greenland, and all kids in the USA are urged to go to bed, you know? <laughs> but they pointed out, they said, Santa's got his mask on, and he's being good, and he's being responsible, so you kids... Uh, just remember, Santa's coming your way in that sleigh up in the stratosphere, and he's wearing his mask. And <laughs> they really did I, that. I yeah, missed that for, one. And and Santa wearing his mask outside. I thought, no. Uh, tell me if I'm reading too much into this. You are. The, you are. They're, <laughs> they're yeah. training kids to yes. be nice, little, compliant. Yeah. Don't yeah. question. Don't question. Just obey. Yeah. Is that's right. the takeaway. No, they should have said, and Santa's uh, got his mask on, going 70 miles an hour across the, uh, or however fast Santa travels with his reindeer. As a matter of fact. Uh, in, in, in the wide open. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson over the weekend, the, the atheist uh, uh, scientist. Mm-hmm. The, he, um, he set the internet on fire when he, he tweeted out, for Santa to deliver gifts to all the world's Christians in one night requires hypersonic speed through Earth's lower atmosphere, vaporizing his reindeer and sleigh. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> yeah, but the, so they had to politicize the Santa uh, reports on Christmas yeah. Eve, huh? Boy. Saying he was wearing his mask out in the way. Yeah. I yeah. saw a, a meme. Yeah, I sent it to y'all. I think. It's a guy. It's a guy who's uh, standing outside and he's smiling and he's got his seatbelt on. Yes. And uh, it's it's it says you know for those who wear their wear their mask in their cars by themselves, we now have an outdoor seatbelt you can wear. You know. Yes. To, so, mm-hmm. to be pro- to be protected mm-hmm. uh, from nothing, from something that cannot happen. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was, it was. Maybe you can find that and put it up on our Facebook page. All right. So, uh, Alex, let's uh, talk about wokeism for just a moment. We hear this word more and more and more. Can you give us a general definition of what we're talking about here? Uh, great question. Great question. Well, you know, the woke movement 
involves a lot of things, and really woke, the word woke, W-O-K-E, was added to dictionaries in 2017, and it's really synonymous with being um, socially aware, but from a leftist perspective. Uh, being like being attuned to political and social issues, racism, discrimination, and injustice, and like by the way, discrimination and injustice is everywhere if you look for it, according to the woke people. So, so really, it's it's seeing the world from this leftist perspective, and the solution: deconstruct everything, history. Uh, culture, government, economics, the family, marriage, home, education. It's all got to go, and we're going to rebuild it in a just, non-discriminatory way. And so basically, I, I say, Tim, whenever I get asked about it, I honestly think the woke philosophy and cultural movement that is still gaining steam I think it's the biggest threat to the gospel in, in maybe since the uh, Roman persecutions of the first three centuries. How so? And I, well, because basically it's on a global level, and, and we could devote a whole show to this, but it's criminalizing Christianity. How are you going to tell sinners to repent if it becomes illegal to call anything sin? Yeah. You, so you think now it's not a foregone conclusion that the woke side is going to win ultimately. No, but, but well, ultimately uh, it is if you believe the Bible. He, here are the goals of the woke culture, and and it's I mean American higher education has has long since fallen. Yes, uh, I mean unless unless you go to a solidly Christian university, uh, but the goals of the woke culture, dissolve the nuclear family, abolish capitalism, eliminate religion, abolish the U.S. Constitution, form a new constitution, uh, raise children everywhere as gender Do away with borders, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Defund law enforcement. But here's the thing. Regulate art and education to reflect woke dogma. Right. And... um, Uh, Along with defunding law enforcement, understand this, folks. It's not enough just to defund law enforcement, but here's the other thing. Refuse to prosecute criminals. That's Uh, that's going on now. Yeah, refuse to prosecute crimes committed by individuals who are part of a protected class. Yes. Yeah, that's that's going on now, and that's a big problem, especially in big cities. To Alex's point, we've got an interesting piece of audio that I'd like Alex to react to. This, this is audio of Krista Tyler, who is an instructional uh, technology specialist at Grisham Middle School in Round Rock, Texas, not far from Austin. She showed up at a, apparently a school board meeting and read a poem uh, that mocked evangelicals. Who, who is she now? She's an instructional technology specialist at this middle school. So employee of the school. Employee of the school. She read this poem, which mocked evangelicals for their opposition to pornographic books in the schools. Have a listen, and this is to Alex's point. Cut seven. Everyone in Leander liked reading a lot, but some evangelicals in Leander 
did not. These kooks hated reading the whole reading season. Please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. It could be perhaps critical thinking causes fright. It could be their heads aren't screwed on just right. But whatever the reason, their brains or their fright, they can't follow policy in plain black and white. You wrote EF Local so that our children could learn. Please follow policy if there's cause for concern. These bigots don't get to choose for us, that's clear. Then how, I am wondering, did we even get here? They growl at our meetings, all hawing and humming. We must stop this indoctrination from coming. They've come for the books and the bonds, and what for? Their kids don't even attend Leander schools anymore. Bring back our books, maintain decorum, good grief. Wouldn't it be nice to have a meeting in peace? Again, tell folks who, who that was and where that, that happened. That is Krista Tyler, Instructional Technology Specialist at Grisham Middle School in Round Rock, Texas. Round Rock is a community not far from Austin, okay. Texas. Can you imagine if she was speaking against Muslims? or homosexuals, mm. or others protected classes, I, uh, I think has... Minorities. Minorities. But she felt comfortable mm -hmm. dissing yeah. evangelicals as in bigots. In Texas, of all places. Uh, in Texas, of all places. Mm. Of course, it's near Austin. Yeah. 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 Go ahead, Alex. Um, well, well, this is called an ad hominem argument. In other words, to the man. And... and one of the things, it's ironic that, you know, the woke people, they, they don't like to shame anybody, like body shaming or, or kink shaming or anything like that. And yet, understand this, and this is part of what the Nazis used in Germany. Uh, whenever you're trying to squelch any voice of resistance, you demonize and denigrate and shame and embarrass. Uh, and now, first of all, as an English major, uh, and uh, I've studied my share of poetry, and I love poetry. Um, she's not a great poet. Her meter was off. Her rhymes were not always uh, um, consistent. So she, you know, I, I get what she's trying to do, but I got to say she better keep her day job because she doesn't have a future in poetry. Um, but the other thing I would say is this. This mocking of evangelicals, they don't have their heads screwed on right. Critical thinking skills cause fright. See, this is a classic ad hominem tactic of social revolutionaries. Um, mock, make fun, uh, demonize those with whom you disagree, and two things will happen. People become emboldened. Oh, it's fair game to mock Christians. They're just stupid. They have no value in the culture. But the other thing is those that are Christians, the ones being mocked are are could you know just bludgeoned into silence. Of course, um, you know, Krista Tyler, uh, she needs the Lord. She's she's unsaved. She she's got the mindset of of a lost world and you know, but yeah. that we 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 see what she's doing here. It's easy to see what she's. You know, doing. the difference, the big difference. There is a big difference now between uh, the nineteen sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, even 
uh, what we would call liberals in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some have called themselves uh, to separate themselves from the woke crowd. Call themselves classic liberals. Uh, we can deal with classic liberals. You can have debates, discussions, uh, uh, shake hands at the end of the day, uh, disagree about things, and and liberalism uh, is a mental disorder. <laughs> but yeah, but in many ways, but what we've gone now to the, is the woke crowd are what you would call cultural totalitarian. Uh, totalit- yes. it, it represents cultural totalitarianism. <clears throat> the liberals from yesteryear, uh, you know, they would defend, uh, they would say, I may not agree with somebody's uh, speech, but I, I would fight to the death their right to, to say it in the traditional yeah. First Amendment uh, freedom, liberty uh, argument. Okay. Today's uh, people on the far left, the uh, cultural elitists, the, 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 they, they would say, no, I don't believe in every American's right to be heard. I believe that uh, we, the woke crowd, they wouldn't call themselves necessarily woke crowd, the, the, the uh, progressives, they call themselves, we, we should re- determine who has the right to speak in America and who and what they and and if they're allowed to participate in society, that's their attitude. Uh, they will they they believe in canceling people, shutting you down, and <clears throat> this is this is a serious war uh, yes. going on in our country. We we make fun of it oftentimes, <clears throat> but it's a very serious thing that's happening in our country. <clears throat> and to Alex's point earlier. I think, Alex, you talked about how they are influential. They, the woke crowd, uh, is very influential in many of our uh, power centers in America. And no more evidence than that is on college campuses. Yes. These these people have taken over Mm -hmm. without any resistance any longer. College and you can't count on a school just by the – maybe they got a Christian uh, or a denominational name. Uh, that doesn't matter anymore. You better check it out, mm-hmm. but but for you better check it out before you pay your tuition for your kid to go to these yes. schools. But the universities, the colleges, small, uh, medium, and large, uh, their uh, their staff is uh, probably seventy percent. These uh, uh, subscribe to this uh, cultural elitism. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Am I right about that, Alex? Oh, oh, you you really are. And and to your point, the classic liberalism that uh, and as a constitutionalist conservative, I mean, I I'm not a liberal and I disagree with liberalism, but at least there was a collegial, uh, you know, reciprocal give and take. Uh, you know, uh, in 1983, Ted Kennedy spoke at Liberty University. Uh, and Jerry Falwell had spoken at Harvard, and Kennedy spoke at Liberty. And what's interesting, you know, arch-liberal Ted Kennedy spoke at Liberty University, very gracious, and it's interesting, you ought to watch it on YouTube, in the opening moments of his speech, Ted Kennedy said, you know, Reverend Falwell and I disagree on a lot of things, but we agree America was founded as a Christian nation. Mm. Ted Kennedy said that. 
Yeah. Well, well, nowadays, like Tim, you're right. The woke movement, and it's just um, really infected the Democrat Party down to the bone. Oh yeah, they are really philosophical, cultural fascists. No, no counterpoint or voice of dissent is even allowed to be aired. That's why there was an article. I'll tell you this very quickly. In the Wall Street Journal about two years ago, Robert F. Kennedy's former campaign manager uh, had an article. He's a lifelong Democrat. uh, But he said JFK and RFK could not be Democrats today in 2020 at the time of that article because they believed in God, family. They were pro-life. And and I'm not trying to make an argument in favor of the Kennedys or their philosophy. But my point is the woke movement— not only does it threaten our democracy, I'm saying it is it is a global force that threatens to silence the gospel. Yeah, and and to your point, both you and Tim, uh, I want you to have a listen to another piece of audio here. This is Nicole Hannah Jones. She's the creator of the 1619 Project. She mm. was interviewed this week on a, and an NBC's Meet the Press. Dealing with the idea, should parents have any say in what their kids are taught in school? I want you to listen to this, folks. Cut number two. I don't really understand this idea that parents should decide what's being taught. I'm not a professional educator. I don't have a degree in social studies or science. We send our children to school because we want them to be taught by people who have an expertise in the subject area. So what she is saying is, and again, it points to this elitism. I've heard this word used in this conversation. There is now a group of people who believe they have the corner on all truth. Anybody who disagrees with them, even if you're the parent of a child in a school, you're out of here. No, that's what secular progressives believe, what she just expressed right there. Now, you would have just to nuance a little bit of what she said right there. Uh, if she meant to, I don't think she meant this in this way, but just to give her the benefit of the doubt, if she meant, uh, you know, most parents of students don't understand every subject, all the subject matter that's being taught. So why should they be able to determine what's, what books to use and so forth and so on? Yes, that's true. Uh, you know, that's not what she meant, but, but I don't, (laughs) yes, but I think what she, what she's talking about more is what you just described. Fred, and that is we don't need parents to be involved in the subject matter or uh, basically we don't need school boards. <laughs> we just need – we don't need school boards that are that are accountable to the public. We just need – Just uh, a, co- a cobble of yeah. elite philosophers. Yes, right. Yes, right. which is what the Virginia election right. was all about. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I was going to ask you, Alex, um, that what's the name of that argument that she just did that uh, Hannah Nicole Jones just did where she's <clears throat> what she's saying is what Tim exactly is saying. I don't know physics, so I'm not going to be able to tell my physics teacher how to teach physics. Um, so she's kind of making that pretending that that's the argument when she really means that it's the it's the social things that she doesn't want parents involved with. Is there a name for that art type of argument? Uh, obfuscation, well, there you go. really. It's like, it's above my pay grade. You know, who knows? Come on, who knows when life begins? I mean, that's above my pay grade. And um, who should tell what textbooks the children should be taught from? Because, you know, that's really, 
Uh, I mean, there, there are a number of logical fallacies with which wokeism is being sold to us. But very often, rather than get in specifics, I mean, the question becomes, what I, I would like to say to somebody like that, I'm like, really, so do you honestly think pre, preschoolers and elementary schoolers should be taught graphic sexual content? Do you, do you really think yeah. we need to raise kids to believe there are no moral boundaries. And let me tell you um, this. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, if I go ahead. Uh, sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. Finish. Alex. Well, y- you know, I, I wanted to, and I know, guys, I am not one that believes in conspiracies as a rule. I mean, I really, I, I try to be very critical and suspend judgment, but I am convinced the left wants societal chaos because. If it's a state of lawlessness and chaos, the people are more easily controlled than if they have the time to think critically, influence others, and maintain moral order. Hmm. And the le- the progressive Marxist, wokest, call it what you will, they're trying to push us into a descent of anarchy. Yeah. Well, politically, they've already taken, by they, I mean the woke uh, crowd, the, the secular progressives. Your deep blue states have been lost. They, they have been lost to this philosophy. You see what's happening in these deep blue states. Crime is going through the roof. Uh, mm. That's because they don't believe in bail. They don't, the progressives don't believe in putting people in prison or in jail. Because that's discriminatory, that's racially insensitive. So they, so they believe if, uh, they, so they don't believe in law and order, really, in the end. Yeah. And you see what's happening in these states. As Ed Battagliano says, reality is a harsh teacher. Mm. Uh, so it, your, your deep blue states are lost. Your purple states, there's still hope, as we saw in Virginia, yes. right? There's mm-hmm. still hope. For, for a turnaround, for some common sense to prevail. Thank you, Alex. Appreciate it. God bless you all. God all right. bless you. Have man. a good rest of your day. Folks, uh, we shall, Steve, Fred, and yours truly, Tim, we shall return in five minutes. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.